0: Welcome to Behind the Paranormal, with Paul and Ben Eno. Does the world face some kind of disaster in the 2012-2016 period? If so, can we escape through portals to some parallel world where the disaster isn't going to come? Have Ben and I... Taking leave of our senses. Well, hello there, and welcome to the
1: 247th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those pretty strange questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my
0: dad. Before we begin this evening, we remind all our listeners that today is the 67th anniversary of the D-Day invasion, the beginning of Europe's liberation from Nazi occupation during World War II. Whether in the United States, Canada, the U.K., Australia, or wherever you may be listening, our World War II veterans are dwindling. When you see one, be sure to walk up, shake his or her hand, and thank them from the bottom of your heart for what they did. You have freedom of speech, not because of talk show hosts like us, but because of veterans. You have freedom of the press, not because of reporters, but because of veterans. You can worship the way you please, or not at all, not because of the clergy, but because of veterans. Well, you see what I'm getting at. I think a little gratitude is in order. You know, sometimes we all have our problems. Uh, you know, you or you or your brother or me will be complaining about, oh, I can't get decent cell phone service. Well, well you know, 67 years ago, young men of your age were hitting the beach at uh, at Normandy, and I think that. Uh, kind of puts things in perspective. Anyway.
1: Yes. So many thanks to our veterans out there. All right. So on May 16th, my dad and I were back on Coast to Coast AM with George Nuri, America's most syndicated radio show, with 30 million listeners. And I think half of them must have sent us emails in the following weeks.
0: They're still coming in. Well, anyway, we we usually create something of a stir on that show because of our unusual ideas about the paranormal. But... This time we went further than we ever have in describing, for lack of a better way to put it, our adventures in the multiverse, that infinite interactive community of parallel realities that around us all the time, that quantum physicists are just getting their minds around, and that we believe explains the paranormal and then some. Now, while Ben and I have different abilities and gifts, if you will, and different ways of doing things, we both live in what might be called multiverse awareness, which it has taken years and much spiritual work to become aware of. Now, in our own ways, I believe we are aware of our vast lives across all these worlds, and of certain, uh, you certainly call them neighbors in nearby parallel worlds. Now, I started this 40-something years ago and working in the paranormal and quickly came to the conclusion that the usual ideas about ghosts, UFOs, and these things just didn't cut it. They weren't good enough. There were a lot of questions that arose from day one. My first case in 1971, in which I had six other seminary students. I was studying for the priesthood at the time. And from there, it sort of led to some very unusual ideas about the universe and the multiverse. And hence our... Uh, recent, perhaps you might say, journeys in this realm and conclusions that we've reached that we talked about on Coast to Coast, and as George himself said, uh, he'd never heard us uh, so far out before.
1: Well, he've ne- you, because I've only been on twice.
0: Okay, well, you're the youngest person they ever had on the air, matter of fact, on that show. Anyway, we um, wanted to deal with some of the emails tonight that we've received on this, and some of them, I will say, are pretty far out. And a lot of the questions are pretty strange, but people have these experiences and will take each one as, as they come.
1: Okay, so while some of these neighbors, which my dad mentioned, include the parasites we run into in negative paranormal cases, they also include some pretty decent species with whom we have a lot in common, even if they live in very different worlds.
0: Now, it's some of these quote-unquote neighbors and what our interactions with them seem to indicate <laughs> about the 2012-2016 period that we talked about on Coast to Coast and that have brought in reactions and emailed thoughts and questions from all over the world.
1: Oh, right. So, but before we get into these emails, we can't forget our weekly paranormal contest. So, well, the weeks before, the Correct, question... we took last, we were on... Uh, yeah, so around. two weeks ago, the question was, what country did the mysterious um, Michel,
0: Mitchell Hedges skull come from? Well, Anna Kowalczyk from Las Vegas, Nevada got the right answer. Belize in, cent- in South America, the country of Belize. Uh, this is the f- most famous and most intact of the mysterious crystal skulls, believed to be of Mayan origin.
1: <laughs> Indiana Jones. Anyway, so this week's question is: What is generally considered the most haunted building in
0: Pakistan? There you go. Everybody knows that.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, get that right and win an autographed copy of my dad's most famous book, Footsteps in the Attic. Call us locally at four one seven six six twelve forty or nationally at 800-449-1240. And if nobody gets it before the end of the show and you still think you have a shot, drop a line to me at ben at behindtheparanormal.com.
0: Okay, and here's our first email. This is from Alyssa in Venor, Tennessee. And Alyssa writes something pretty unusual based on our multiverse experiences. All right. In a, row. a lot of people wrote in and said they, they have had similar experiences. So. All right, so Alyssa uh, writes...
1: I awoke to a voice on a Greyhound bus saying, When you are born, I will call you Little Bear. It was like a voice in my ear. I started seeing the number 714, or 7 or seven o'clock in 14 minutes, whatever. And, and I knew it was a message that I was on the right track. I would dream of a little bear often that was very human-like. In every scenario, I was his mother. I knew that I was supposed to name... I was supposed to name my child Little Bear Uh, Years went by and I finally met my husband And I told him about these strange occurrences Tried to convince him that we should name our child Carew, Which means bear And he would have no part in it We decided to name him Jonah Because, well, it's the only name we could agree on A few months after Jonah was born We met a friend of ours who uh, is a Cherokee man Moments after the in- introduction uh, to our new baby son, he said, "He uh, he says hello, little bear." Apparently, Jonah is the original word for bear in the Cherokee language, later being changed to Yona or uh, Yona, however you want to spell it. So the J is a Y sound in Cherokee, and my son was meant to be called Jonah. Anyway, love your work. Hurt. Heard you and your son on coast to coast, sending positive thoughts and good energy.
0: Thanks, Alyssa. This is very interesting. I've heard, I, I think over the over the decades, thousands of people say things like this. That voice in the ear when you're just waking up or when you're just going to sleep, you might. I, I've often had suspicions. Well, you know, you're kind of between sleep and waking. Uh, you can imagine all sorts of things, and maybe this was imagined. But when you have corroboration in the form of someone. Years and years later, saying something that corroborates what you heard in, in, your, in your dream or semi-dream, if it was a dream, and that kind of cuts a little ice with me. You are very, I hate to use the term psychic because it's got a lot of baggage, but I suppose if the shoe fits, you are very psychic when you are between sleep and waking. And uh, I always wake up with, not always, but very frequently wake up with, you know, the sound of uh, whether it be uh, an animal or, or uh, even, you know, a cat or just someone saying something random uh, when I'm, I'm waking up. And it's not, uh, it doesn't mean you're crazy. It's just, it's just one of those things that happens. Now, very often when we have Native Americans involved, there are all sorts of interesting things going on. there's they They see far and they know a great deal more than those of us who are trapped in the Western way of thinking, which has really limited our ability. What do you think about that,
1: Ben? Well, Native Americans offer a lot of insight because, well, they still live on reservations. They have their own customs and stuff. Usually the older the older generation tends to be more in tune with their culture, and the younger generation usually isn't. And since they, the ones that hold on to their culture usually tend to be, well, what's what's the word? More... I don't know. I can't think of a word that doesn't have a lot of baggage that would explain it. So they they just seem to see things other people don't.
0: More multiverse aware, you might say. They see the parallel worlds.
1: They don't think of it that way, but yeah, sure, why not?
0: Yeah, well, some, some have explained explain Well, some some non-American, like Aborigines, have explained it to me that way in many ways.
1: Words are fleeting. So. They are. They
0: are. W- words are inadequate, especially in our language where we're not used to talking about these things. But I think to take Alyssa a little bit farther here on this, I think this is a magnificently beautiful story. And this little child must be very special somehow. Not that every child is not. Not that any child is not. But this one especially, this child, little bear, Jonah, uh, I would like to know how old he is now. I would like to know, um, I would like to encourage his parents to nurture him spiritually, especially, and to um, let us know what's going on here with, with him and how he's developing. I think that. He obviously is a, a pretty special guy. And the Cherokees obviously had an insight into that somehow. Or yes. at least this Cherokee fellow did. So rather a rather beautiful story. And Alyssa, thank you for, for writing to us. And keep us posted on how Jonah's, Jonah's doing. Send us a picture or two if you'd like, which we won't post. Uh, anyway, okay, here is... Um, now, we receive... Hundreds and hundreds of these. These are requests for help. And it is, we're only two of us and we, you know, we don't have
1: the funds to go across the country. anything and, and we,
0: we don't charge for anything. So, you know, we kind of are on the seat of the pants uh, when we try to help people. Uh, we try to do so at long distance, but we cannot get back to everyone who writes these things. So uh, we're going to read this and then I'm going to make a suggestion about some information that might help uh, Alan here. Uh, Alan Gold, he says we can use his name, uh, somewhere in the United States.
1: Okay, so Alan writes to us I seem to have attracted the attention of a parasite That fits your description It's like we have a wanted poster up It attacks me in my dreams And astral projects uh, Constantly It seems to attack slash latch onto My pelvis and feed off my Sexual energy Uh, Any help in removing this Disgusting creature from my life would be most Appreciated
0: Oh, you know, bizarre as that may seem, this sort of thing does happen, and we we have, I'm not going to say enshrined, but but remember these creatures in folklore through the legends of demons and the incubus and the succubus, which attack people sexually, uh, and the, the, these entities, and this this has been recorded throughout uh, known human history. And what we're dealing with here, in our opinion, is is are predatory creatures from parallel worlds who have more access than we do to, to other realities. And it sounds really strange and really crazy, but that, that's what I've encountered in the last 40 years. And That explains the paranormal far better than dead people and weird things uh, from you know Bigfoot and all you know, these parallel worlds uh, and incursions from and into them do tend to, I think, explain the paranormal far better than a lot of these other things. So the parasite uh, that Alan is referring to, is uh, probably, if, if, if this is what it is, and if this is all there is to it, and if he's not imagining it, is probably a one of these creatures. And they are not evil in their nature, I shouldn't think. They are. They are They tend to be very intelligent, but they're not uh, dead people. They're not servants of Satan. They're not according to our own theology. I don't believe that. I think what they are is they're just cosmic mosquitoes. They feed upon our negative energy and the negative energy of other species around us as well. And we've seen... Um, them working out of several worlds at a time This is they're, they're just more adept at it than we are so what we're saying here is that um, we, we can perhaps begin to give you some advice, Alan, I will be contacting Alan uh, privately on the email here if you go to our main website, com, there is a page, and I, I was looking at it today, and somehow there, there are links are not here to this page that, that should be there, and I'm going to see that that's changed. But it's New England Ghosts dot com slash what to do dot What three different words, but there's a line under the spaces. It's very complicated. I'm going to see that that's changed. What to dot And it's basic advice about what to do if you if you believe you're having a paranormal problem in your life or in your home. Including issues with these with these parasites, so check that out first. And as I say, we'll be contacting Alan privately on that, and see if we can't uh, begin to help uh, as best we can. All right, now here's a question. This is from Amanda in Northampton, Massachusetts, and Amanda writes about a disappearing man and some dreams I have been having. A little bit <laughs> long. All
1: right. I am an older student at a very nice college in Western Massachusetts. The other day, I left school after my class in philosophy. I was feeling great and really inspired by the class in general. I was thinking about all that we had covered in class and headed towards my car. I was walking down a sidewalk next to the local library, and there really is nowhere you can walk other than the sidewalk. I passed a light pole on my right, and heard, and I heard uh, look, look back at the same time, and I, I heard look back at the same time, and I heard running footsteps. I heard and looked back at the same time. Uh, I turned around to see a rather large man dressed in a tan rumpled coat, a blue shirt and tan pants, and he was disheveled looking, bald with a little gray hair flowing on each side of his head, and he was looking directly into my eyes. I thought he was going to fall flat on his face, and I turned back around facing the opposite direction of him because I didn't want to be uh, embarrassed, and I actually felt a little scared by the image of such a large man falling. I took about five steps and a car raced past and I heard more footsteps and became concerned about him again and turned back around and he was gone. He was not in the road and I walked back to the only street he could have possibly been on and there was no one there. It was as if he vanished right next to the light post and he, uh, he had fallen toward, uh, falling towards to. The most the most odd thing about this was that he, uh, was the look on his face. He was looking at my face and had an odd smirk on his face. I don't uh, know what to make of this experience, and I thought maybe I could ask you you all if you have have heard of people just vanishing in this manner. I also have had some interesting. Okay,
0: let's let's answer that one first. Right. Okay, there's a second after this. Uh, well, the answer uh, to that. Um, Amanda, is uh, yes, all the time we hear of things of this kind, people vanishing in plain sight, people being there or, or objects being there and people turning around and they're gone. As a matter of fact, I, I open uh, the book Footsteps in the Attic with, with the idea that you know, you may be followed while you're driving by some, what I refer to as a cowboy, no offense to anybody in the West, uh, who's in your rearview mirror, they're, they're tailing you very closely, tailgating you. And all of a sudden, you look up, and there's no one there, and there's no one that, nowhere they could have turned. I could, there could be other explanations for this, uh, and for your experience, but I find very often that there are incursions all the time. Well, Western Massachusetts
1: is really weird too.
0: There are some strange things in Western Massachusetts, paranormal wise. Like, yeah, really, the whole planet weird. is essentially haunted. But we find you know the triangle thing, such as we're working on in Yeah. Well,
1: there's like all sorts of weird cults and stuff over there too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like um, oh, not Bellingham. What's what's next to Mendon? Like like a few miles to the west of Mendon.
0: Uh, there's Douglas and uh, Framingham. Framingham, okay.
1: Oh, and Uxbridge. Framingham and Uxbridge, they're uh-huh. both really weird. And Upton, and all these other places, but it's, there's just a lot of weird places That's in our there. listening
0: areas, hopefully people up there aren't turning their radios off at this
1: point. No, 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 I'm just saying that there, there are just, it's just kind of odd up there, there's just a lot of weird Yeah, there are things. all sorts
0: of uh, paranormal adventures going on all the time. Well, there are a number of explanations for people, experiences such as this, people disappearing, and people uh, who are uh, uh, seen and then not seen. You, uh, The classic approach would be, aha, a ghost, okay? Maybe a nasty guy who uh, somehow um, okay who somehow is is just incurring upon your in, in, in uh, is, is intruding upon your space
1: I hate to say it but the description sounded like doc Brown from back to the future
0: well perhaps yeah well again you know we don't know I mean people could be making this stuff up but I don't know I sort of think that we have to take these, these folks.
1: No, I was just, just I don't know, I was just yeah, exactly. I mean, looking at the description I was like, oh, it sounds like Doc Brown. Yeah.
0: So uh, anyway, I think that, that, that it's possible that you've got incursions from parallel worlds. I mean, there there are all things, let me explain this a little bit, all things, because we have a caller, I don't want to keep waiting, we have a um, situation where all things in quantum mechanics are possible, all things that can be conceived, all things that have ever happened, all things that ever will happen, are happening right now, somewhere or somewhere, in these, in this vast community of parallel worlds, which could be infinite. So they can, like bubbles, impinge upon one another, intersect one another. They can do things of this kind, and you can have experiences of people who are there who are seeing you in the same way you're seeing them. Because I began to notice when I was doing paranormal research early on that a lot of quote-unquote ghosts seem to be afraid of us. Mm. And th- they would man- make it known they thought we were ghosts haunting them. So it- it's-, it's far, far deeper than the usual uh, spiritualist approach. Uh, we'll continue with this in a minute, but I did not want to keep our caller waiting. Uh, hello, you're on Behind the Paranormal. Hello. Or you should be on Behind the Par- uh, All right, uh, Do we have our caller? Hi. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, how are you today, and what uh, what is your question?
2: Um, my question is basically about ghosts. How do you make them leave your house? You my um, up upstairs apartment is haunted. Um, I go upstairs in my bedroom and I have stuff getting thrown around. My Bible is being thrown around and crumbled. I have my crosses that are being broken. My son's too afraid to be upstairs. He screams at the walls saying, so "No, get away." Um, I had someone come in my house with their cell phone, who has like this thing, a radar. Ghost radar, and I guess the ghost is telling her it doesn't like us. It wants to fix my son's voice. Um, he wants to hurt us daily. I I just want—I just want the ghost out of my
0: house. How do I get rid of it? Okay, well that's a good question. Well, first of all, I would keep paranormal investigators out of the pl- out of the place. They tend to make things worse. Yeah, very often, yeah, because th- there are some who know what they're doing, but very few, uh, I think, have a- the full picture of what's happening. It sounds as though you have something. That needs a little attention. I, there are all sorts of questions I could ask. Uh, what's what's the size of your family? This may not seem relevant, but it is. What do you mean size? Well, 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 how many um, how many people in your how many people live in this house?
2: It's just me, my mom, and my two-year-old
0: son. Okay, are you the owner or the renter? I rent it. Okay, uh, that's sometimes problematic because the owner of, of, of the house uh, considers people like us to be uh, public relations nightmares, however that being the case, we found in, in houses where there were a number of apartments sometimes the problem is coming from another apartment where someone is using a Ouija board or is doing things that they shouldn't be doing kind of inviting trouble from other parts of the multiverse as we say, inviting in parasites and this kind of thing um, I, I You probably should contact us off the air because it's – where where do you – can I ask what town you're in?
2: Woonsocket.
0: You're in Woonsocket. Okay. I think perhaps you should um, contact us off the air. And actually, if you just – if our producer could take – if you wouldn't mind, your phone number, we could contact you separately. Uh, This sounds like a complicated issue. There are things you can do, but I think we need to uh, perhaps maybe give you a hand uh, looking into this uh, fully, if that's okay with you. Okay. Okay? okay. So uh, just talk to Steve, our producer, uh, off the air. Okay? Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, th- That's. Th- this sounds like a rather complicated issue. It could be a parasite involved, but we don't know until we actually get over there and see what's happening. So let's, let's continue to answer uh, Amanda here from Northampton Mass, and, and Amanda was asking about a disappearing man who seemed to be following her and uh, apparently disappeared. So I think that these things could be, Interpreted as incursions from parallel worlds, uh, they could be interpreted as uh, possibly a parasite. And I'd like to know, Amanda, th- these thi- these things are never. She's still on the air. Okay. No, don't worry about it. All right, and uh, these things can be interpreted as possible problems throughout the life of someone who is having paranormal experiences. In other words, if you have had other paranormal experiences. These could be connected with what with what is being reported to us in, in this email, for example. On the other hand, you could be schizophrenic. This is another problem uh, that could arise. However, as I've said many times on the air, I've worked with with psychiatric patients in the past as a graduate student and as a seminary student, and I very often found that the system was the problem, not the patient. Very often the patient was uh, seemed to be experiencing real world's that we ourselves did not experience. And I have, as I said uh, before, uh, talked with groups of psychiatrists on this and lectured uh, on this subject, and uh, in public they will be very upset with me about this for suggesting that these may not be diseases at all, but maybe insights, uh, horrible or beautiful. And they will sometimes come up to me afterwards and say, well, you know, I don't dare say it in public because I'll lose my job, but I think you might be right. And you look into the eyes of a schizophrenic and such knowing looks often come back to you so uh, I think that perhaps I'd like to um, just suggest this was a paranormal world, this was a uh, parallel world experience for Amanda here and why don't we uh, continue with her second question here then
1: All right well it's not very long uh, I also have had some very strange UFO UFO dreams of late there we are and recently think I have met someone I had dreamt about. I want to know about the possibility of something like this happening. Thanks for your time and consideration and considerations and all that you do for the world. Right? All right.
0: <laughs> How much we do for the world. Anyway, yes, I think that this, this matches up with the first part of your question, Amanda. You might be a person who is extra, extra sensitive to these things. Some people play the piano better than others. Other people don't play it at all. And other people are very good at experiencing parallel worlds. This is the nature of the psychic and the medium, I think, essentially, whether they know it or not, is that they're very good at recognizing and uh, being aware of parallel realities. The UFO experience, I think, could be very well a parallel reality, but a lot of people think. And we did the 16-hour series on the Rendlesham Forest, uh, UFO experiences by the Air Force personnel there, and a lot of them thought these were not people from other planets, but people from the future who are using parallel worlds to uh, travel, literally. And this is another possibility. So, yeah, you might be just very sensitive. But this is, this is very interesting, and the, the the disappearing man thing happens all the time. How many people do you really see on the street who might not actually be there in our reality? Okay, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on, I was going to say CBS, on don't uh, know, Woonsocket, uh, W-O-O-N, 1240 AM, and com. Stay with us.
1: Hi, this is Amy Moore, Event Chair for the Relay for Life of Cumberland. Join me in the fight against cancer and the movement to create a world with more birthdays by participating in the American Cancer Society Relay for Life this Friday, June 10th at Tucker Field in Cumberland. This inspiring overnight event unites the entire community in celebrating those who have had cancer, remembering loved ones lost, and providing an opportunity to fight back against this disease. Relay for Life supports the Society's mission to save lives by helping people stay well, by helping people get well, by finding cures, and by fighting back. To register or for more information, visit RelayForLife.org forward slash Cumberland RI or call 1-800-ACS-2345. You can
2: depend on us for public service, Owen Radio.
0: We are... Ooh, we're back with a bang on W-O-O-N 1240 AM and onworldwide.com. Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno for today. And uh, I just wanted to mention our sponsor, Amazon Kindle. Ebooks are becoming an attractive alternative to expensive printed books for newspapers and magazines. And your best deal in eBooks is the Amazon Kindle eBook Reader, now priced as low as $189 or less. Get over 900,000 books, newspapers, and magazines electronically delivered right to your fingertips. No more shipping charges, no more $4 a gallon drives to the bookstore, no more bulky and environmentally unfriendly packaging to get rid of, and read the books you love for as much as half the cost of the print editions. Books available on Amazon Kindle include four of my own books, and they include the the popular Footsteps in the Attic, uh, no longer available in stores until it's reprinted later this year, Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny, Faces at the Window, and Under My Historian's Hat, Rhode Island, A Genial History, if you like history, which I co-authored with Emmy Award-winning TV journalist Glenn Laxton. So check it out, the Amazon Kindle store at Amazon.com today. It's a great gift for Father's Day. Okay. So we are back again with our emails. Ben and I seem to have stirred up something of a hornet's nest on Coast to Coast AM on May 16th. We just kept poking it with a stick. Yeah, we seemingly did that. Although I'd say we, out of the 1,200 or so emails we have received, only two were negative. One was from somebody, with, and I, I don't want to, I don't go to deal with it privately, but uh, and I'll read some of it on the air. But it's three pages long. and Somebody thinks that we're um, really uh, messing you up here, Ben. But I. Don't think, anyway, everybody else was pretty positive. This is a question on the multiverse from John in Chicago, Illinois.
1: Okay, so John writes to us. Hi, Paul. I heard part of your interview on Coast to Coast last week. On Chicago, the entire or in Chicago, the entire show is not broadcast. Uh, I was very interested in your work ab- about the multiverse. I have uh, not. I really have no formal training, uh, but channeling comes easy to me and i try to work with others around me
0: to get information okay can i just explain uh, sorry to interrupt but what channeling is you're not sorry at all this was a a bit no not <laughs> <laughs> channeling is was this new age term for good old spiritualist um mediumship i guess people think that they're cha- they're relaying information from spirits or all this sort of thing. So that's essentially what channeling is. I mean, I think there are legitimate ways to explain it, but I don't know if the spiritualist can explain it properly. Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. All right. Um, I can sometimes,
1: but not always, and not always get the full picture, but uh, all that stuff. So past lives of myself and others I work with, I get that, I can also tap into myself and other parallel uh, universes and other dimensions or even maybe what you refer to as the multiverse. I am not sure.
0: Okay, I, I Let me make – I'm sorry. You're not. I really am. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on another term, talking about past lives. Okay. Now, from our point of view and from our experience, past lives, that's really a, a term that, that, that doesn't fit. Since in quantum mechanics, time does not really exist as we experience it, that is, a linear experience from past to future, there really can't be any past lives or future lives. All these lives, as we mentioned before, exist in a a parallel way at the same time. We experience them past to future very often because that's the way our consciousness is constructed. We're a very young species. We're only about 2 million years old. And in another 2 million or, or 5 million years or whatever, maybe we will have returned to the dream time, a time when, uh, that the Aborigines in Australia and other, other ancient, spe- ancient races talk about, where we are very aware of other worlds and how we exist across the great expanse of the multiverse in one form or another, and we really are united. But until then, I think we, we've sort of experienced these things as past lives and uh, reincarnation and all this business, which I don't think is really how it works. Go ahead, Ben.
1: Okay, <clears throat> third times the charm I do I do a lot of channeling and healing and energy work on myself and others. Right now, I'm interested in finding what I am tapping into uh, other than this plane of existence. The positive side of what I do is hard hard stuff comes really easy. The downside is easy stuff comes really hard. I cannot uh, teach others what or how to do anything if they don't know if they don't know already. I can help improve what they don't know and I want to learn more and especially about the multiverse. Can you point me in a good direction?
0: Okay. Well, I'm not entirely sure what John's question is here specifically except to sort of hone his skills. I'm a little uncomfortable with and I don't know if he does this or not, but I'm a little uncomfortable with, with any practitioner or researcher or whatever in the paranormal or its related fields who do not do very, very thorough follow-up. People are often astounded. George Nury on, on the show on May 16th was astounded that we were, have worked on one case for 10 years now it was before you even got involved, yeah, and we, we wor- we've worked for years on other cases, because the more follow up you do, the more you learn. What are the results I might ask, John, of your healing and of your channeling? Do you keep up with people for years who, who do this or is this just this, this just a sort of ministry, or is it a business for you some people turn it into a business which i don 't have any problem with that I mean people the worker deserves wage, and if you 're really helping people, but i 've often seen healers who have the best of intentions, hearts of gold, and they'll heal someone and then the person will get worse in a year or two. And that doesn't go back to them because they didn't trust them anymore. So follow-up is really important. I'm very concerned with the legitimacy of information received. It might very well be from parallel worlds, but is it true? There are a lot of, of species out there who do not wish us well. Others don't even know about us, just as, as we don't know about many of them. Others are out and out hostile. Others are out and out wonderful. It, it's like meeting meeting a, a new person for the first time. You really don't know them. First impressions are important. Once you get to know people, follow up, as it were, to the first meeting. You get to know whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. And there are it's the same thing in the multiverse. So, I would say uh, to John, in answer to his request for pointing in a more focused direction in the multiverse. Be careful. Do follow-up. Test. Well, it even says this in, in the Bible. Test the spirits. Don't believe everything you're told. Be very careful. And follow your heart, not your wishful thinking. All right? And I would say, listen to those who have more experience than you do as well. That's really the best advice I can give from what he writes here. That's all we really know, and um, I'd like to hear again from John and what he might think of that comment. But get focused, test, and don't believe everything, and be cautious. Okay, all right, all right. okay. Let's move on to another one. This is from Sydney. Who, he says we can use his name, Sydney McWilliams, in Greenville, Mississippi. That's why and, I told you to use that one. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Sydney writes. All right. Why do people think your name is Brian? Maybe famous as you are.
1: Maybe I mumble as like Ben Brian. Yeah,
0: My yeah, name mom, is, mom says we mumble. My name
1: is Brian. <laughs> All right. So greetings, Paul and Brian. It's Ben. I am. Well, at least it's not Johnson or Jason. Really. All right. So I am. I am elated to hear you have opened up the conversation on dimensional portals and beings slash entities who in In inhibit. Uh, and travel or or inhabit and travel and the relationships to the concept of ghosts. I am starving for more info on this, but I wonder if the quote-unquote demon is simply an extraterrestrial entity able to traverse a portal from another physical place or an entity from a higher frequency. So is a portal to another dimension or... To another place, like the quote-unquote jump room mentioned in some research. Also, what happens to the location of the portals when there is a pole shift? Thanks for any help you can give. Lots of questions on this topic. Keep up the excellent research and study. I am buying your books
0: now. Okay. Well, I'm not going to object to anybody buying the books, but uh, there's... Okay, we have a lot of terms flying around here that really need to be explained. First of all, what we said on Coast to Coast essentially was that we have, and I for many, many, many years, have encountered neighbors from, other, from parallel worlds in, in one way or another. And I have uh, not really talked about this much before, including in my books, because I have spent 40 years trying to build up a reputation for integrity and for honesty and for credibility. And my, my academic background, my seminary background, I hope would enhance that chance to develop that sort of reputation. My books are very matter-of-fact. As a matter of fact, I've had reporters tell me, with, with my first two, books on, my first two mo- recent books on this subject, which from 1998 and, and 2002, Faces in the, and the, in the Window and Footsteps in the Attic, that, th- that they themselves couldn't sleep all night because they were written from such a matter-of-fact point of view. Uh, without sensationalism, I consider that a compliment. But on Coast to Coast on May 16th, we kind of spilled the beans and went farther than we ever have on what the implications of these contacts have been. Uh, Ben really lit the fire under me with that because he uh, is uh, very gifted in this way and uh, sort of rounded out a lot of my own points of view on this. You know, there's a lot to be said for having a second Uh, Opinion on some of these things in our research. And Ben has really helped me clarify a lot of my own thinking on this, even though he's only been involved for about six years. So what we said on Coast to Coast essentially was that we have an indication that the period 2012 to 2016 will be one of problems for a lot of people and that there are dimensional issues, dimensional portals here and there Uh, that can perhaps improve the situation. The whole point of the multiverse is that... And what shamans have been doing for thousands of years is reaching out and pulling the realities where what you need is already true and pulling it in and and merging it with our reality. And that seems to be how it works in quantum physics. And a a lot of physicists have become very spiritual people and mystical people. Because of these, these findings. And again, uh, they're interpreted in many different ways. But essentially, this is uh, this is as far as we went on coast to coast. And that's why these questions are being prompted uh, by a lot of the, the listeners. So when we're talking about portals, something has come up in my mind that's a little bit um, of a, not a conflict, but something that I find very interesting. Wormholes? Yeah, but the, it's the idea that we already exist. We are super personalities. We exist across many worlds. It's not just here and now. We, uh, our consciousness, as it were, is spread across many of these worlds. And the, uh, This is what people are in touch with, I think, when they are trying to search for inner wisdom or higher selves or a lot of the New Age terms that come up, that what they're actually doing is in touch with themselves, where they already know something they don't know here, but it's in a parallel life. It's all kind of a big unity. And The question is, why would you need a portal to go somewhere better, or to escape, or whatever it that is that's, we're going to need to do, and that's the question, if you're already there. But there seems to be a physical aspect to this that is important, and that's what we're, we, we got into a bit on the show and we're kind of examining. People don't realize this is not just spirits and spirituality, it's our, our bodies too, and we get into... Uh, the beliefs of various religions. Uh, we're doing a series of shows on what is heaven, and another, uh, the second part coming up in a few weeks. And the question is, okay, well, you know, the whole po- just from the Christian point of view, most people uh, in the, uh, the Western tradition uh, follow uh, some kind of Christian belief or think they do. And the, the physicality of the incarnation of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, indicates that the body is important. The spiritualists very often will say it's not and that when you die, you become a ghost and this is, and everything that is you is still in that ghost. Well, I don't believe that. I've never found that to be true uh, unless there are ghosts of uh, trucks and cars and wagons and horses and everything else. Why would these ghost, ghostly events be taking place in a non-physical way? We simply see them through the boundaries of these, of these parallel worlds and I think they're parallel world experiences. So I'm wandering here. But my point is, that there is a lot more information here uh, that, than, than may meet the eye. Now, um, let me get right down, of course, to uh, John's question here. Now, I'm, I'm interested in finding out that what I'm tapping into other than this plane of existence. But uh, I think it's a matter of... Um, oh, actually, I'm looking at the other email here. But it's a matter of being aware of yourself in other parallel worlds. But the problem is you want to do it in a way that keeps your feet on the ground. Otherwise, you may be accused of being schizophrenic. Or maybe you really are. I don't know. We're still looking into that. But I think a lot of the, uh, the things we're describing could be explained in, the, in that, that way through psychoses. But I don't think, I think there's more to it than that. And so many people experience these things who are perhaps more normal than, than the rest of us. So the portal issue is something we'll talk about in the future as we go. We're still looking into that. We're doing experiments with it. And we'll let you know how that goes. Okay. So, as we continue, here is another email about something we mentioned on Coast to Coast, and that is a place that I call the good world. All right. Again, we went way out on a limb with this. This is from uh, someone who says we can use her name, Emily Johnson in Tucson, Arizona. All right. So, Emily writes, I heard your
1: show on Coast to Coast, and I want to get to the good world you you spoke of. You mentioned wanting to help people to move through these portals from our world to the next. How do I get involved in this so that I don't miss out on the opportunity to make it to to the good world? I am spiritual and in tune with the concept of the multiverse. I have known since I was very young that there is so much more to life than we in the mainstream society are taught. I have also had the feeling that I am meant for something bigger than the world I know. I can safely say... Uh, I now feel ready to make the journey from this world to the next. Okay.
0: Now, this makes me a little nervous here because people, we speak out of a very different framework than most people think.
1: It's not heaven we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, heaven is essentially, I suppose, in that term, Well, as we're getting into on the show, there are many beliefs about that, but essentially it's it's what you, you make your own bed, so to speak. So what we're talking about in this good world, it, it is a place that I, I, I started having dreams about it, and then I started having... And this is, you know, I'm a little nervous talking about this because, as I say, I've spent 40 years trying to build up integrity, and this sounds like I'm a nut. And, uh, I, but I really think that it's real. I started having dreams about it. Other people started having dreams about it, completely independent from me, and this goes back a number of years. Uh, then waking experiences would occur, and I realized, well, this is just a parallel world where you're already living, and it, and it, it had but it had certain characteristics and certain other inhabitants, it, was, it seems to be a place of education, in a sense, for preparation for whatever may be coming for us here in the 2012-2016 period, if anything. All right. So, that's, again, I test it, I question it, I examine it, and approach with great caution. But this is what she's talking about. She's mentioning this good world. How do you get there? Well, the, the big thing to understand in multiverse living is that you're all, you are there already in one form or another. We have, as I say, this super life, this super personality that sort of extends beyond the conscious world in which you have, and that it is present in our subconscious. Memory, imagination, they don't know where that is in the brain because physicists are speculating that it's not in the brain, it is non-local. We share these memories and imaginations, and we share them in, in through our lives in these parallel worlds, apparently. So that's what she's talking about when it comes to this good world. How do you get there? The answer is you're already there. But what about portals and moving to a better place and all this kind of thing? Well, we did a whole show on teen suicide, because a lot of people can interpret this stuff as, why don't I just off myself, and I'll come up in a better place. Well, we did a whole show on that, and it attracted a great reaction. And that's not how it works. It's all a unity that you have to nurture and take care of. Suicide is the greatest act of selfishness, one, in my opinion, that one can commit. It, it really messes up the bed, so to speak, when you have to make your own bed in the multiverse. There are worlds of infinite aloneness I have encountered people who are in such worlds.
1: If you ever seen that episode of Gumby where all the kids are off on their own little planets and Gumby wanted to run away from home and be by himself? Ben, and you, you like, managed
0: to sum it up so well. It's an old Gumby episode, and yeah, Gumby and Pokey.
1: And there was a kid like playing piano, and he was like, You
0: are my arpeggio! Yeah. It's basically like that, except not with clay people. And uh, one of the kids said, Boy, I wish people, somebody would stay and play with me sometime. You know, And it might just be, in a way, kind of as simple as that. I have encountered in during cases people who seem to be in parallel worlds after having committed suicide, and they have made their own beds and gotten their wish. And be careful what you wish for. They are utterly and absolutely and entirely alone in those worlds where their consciousness now is. They're not spirits. They're not ghosts. They're people. They have bodies and everything. And this is this is how this is what we run into in certain cases. And I believe that this is it was what it appeared to be. So this is not the kind of thing we're talking about with the good world. You don't necessarily die here and appear there or anything else. It's not heaven in, in any classical sense of the term. It is one of the many worlds where we live, and it seems to be a focal point for, for, for preparation for something that is we think it might be happening in the next few years, not just here, but in many, many parallel worlds. And this is what a lot of these people are talking about. When they're they're they're, ta- they're talking about the good world or how to escape here, go. With it. You know, it's not it's, it's simpler than that. You're already there. Just and we'll be talking more about it as we go. I, I'm a little bit again reluctant because we don't have all the information yet. Uh, we're still examining. The whole thing could turn out to be false or or, or a dead end. But uh, having had it all happen to me in the paranormal over the past forty years, I think this is a legitimate line of discussion. So stay tuned. Stay with us. Stay with us on the website newenglandghosts.com, behindtheparanormal.com, com, com, and uh, we will. We still
1: have like ten minutes left. You know that, right?
0: Oh no, no, we do. I'm just, it's... I'm just answering this, oh. this, this email here. You know, so because
1: it means this... sound like you are wrapping everything up so we have like. 10 well, no, no, I
0: can't fully answer this question right now, here. So um, Emily, just, just stay with us and everyone else. Okay, let's, uh, let's continue. We have plenty more. All right, this is. Um, Okay, this is from Michelle in Pearl City, Hawaii. And Michelle writes to us frequently, and she uh, says that the promises is her last email. Uh, Michelle, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, you can keep emailing as much as you want because we love to hear from you. I just we just can't get back to you as as often as we'd like. But this is something about why parasites react to Ben, and, uh, and and I as they seem to do. And to clarify that, we get many Emails from people saying that um, when we have talked about this and given people some insights into parasites, they seem to scatter. They don't seem to like us. Some people are reporting that the parasites they are dealing with in their homes or their families, uh, when there has been communication, seem to know Ben and I personally, which I consider rather disconcerting. But uh, anyway, this is this is from Michelle in Hawaii.
1: All right, so Michelle writes to us. Alright, she says, last email, um, the parasites scatter due to your, you and your sons, uh, you and your son bring healing abilities, or healing energy. You are unknowingly bringing the ability to heal the parasites. Sounds crazy, but if they run from love and unity, then safe to say that is a healing energy, which is what I want to do, but on a universal scale, to be able to bring healing energy to all life forms, but not to interfere with free will.
0: Okay. Uh, That's a wonderful thing to hear. Uh, We are not big on New Age terms or concepts. We simply are what we are. I don't know. We're nobody special. We just work together. People like our relationship with each other. I think it's because uh, we often get emails saying, boy, I wish I had something in common with my son, anything, or my dad, or anything like this. Uh, we consider it very important, the information we have to to uh, convey. But parasites don't always scatter when we come in. They tend to be quiet, but that's because we introduce uh, new personalities and energies into a certain mix, and we walk into a house. And except for that, so except so for that one,
1: one in me, me and then you want to throw up, but that's about it.
0: Well, that's, that was because of your, you know, th- that, that's a physical reaction you have to some of these. Some yeah, of then these didn't
1: cases. eat meat, and now everything's fine.
0: Yeah, Ben became a vegetarian. It doesn't have the physical reactions to these parasites that other people do. Still, we'll walk into a case sometimes and we'll both feel very lightheaded. And as I say, this this whole thing began when uh, I wondered many years ago if blood relations have the same reaction to these cases. And I started with Cousin Marshall in Connecticut, who came with us uh, on a case in Providence, Rhode Island, just a few weeks ago. And we were um, it was very interesting to see that. But then uh, Ben and I began to sort of really hit it off in this kind of, work, uh, I think, uh, very well. I think we work together very well, as different as we are. So uh, uh, the parasites scatter, I don't know why they seem to know who we are, if that's, maybe they listen to the radio, I don't know. And uh, people seem to say that they they have some reactions to us and whatever, but that's good. Uh, But the, the point is not us, it's what we have to say, which I think is important. So thank you, Michelle, for that. This is From someone in New Jersey, wrote uh, by way not of our form on the website, but by way of Paul at paranormal dot com. And you can write that way, or also also Ben at behindtheparanormal dot com. And this is in reference to something which, if you have heard of it, I'd like to know more about it. And is I don't know how to pronounce it. The the Wanake Vortex W A N A Q U E in uh, this says is located beneath the I two eighty seven trestle. Which spans the Wanakee, if that's how you pronounce it, River in Haskell, New Jersey. Now I looked at, and this is uh, Ben. You can finish this, I suppose. All right. uh, I looked into this and I wondered if it was legitimate. There's
1: a local man, Brian Williams, uh, um, or whatever, uh, also known as Sargile 18, who is uh, a supposed authority on the vortex, and he has posted an extensive website on the subject, and you should check it out. I'm curious as to what you think. Uh, The vortex seems similar to what you discussed on Coast to Coast, yet does not appear to be uh, particularly benign. I live fairly locally and uh, plan to take a hike to the site soon.
0: Ed. Okay, now I've uh, written to uh, Ed here and asked for more information, and there were issues... um about whether this is a legitimate situation or not. And the reason that the vortex is brought up is because we were talking about these portals, and people said, well, there's a portal under this highway. Uh, What is the nature of this? Uh, Negative things are coming through, happening in the area. And we're still looking into this, but uh, I I read the email now because of the issue of portals. Uh, Portals are supposedly being holes in the membrane between two worlds, and things can come through, things can... Uh, go from here to there, supposedly. Energy and matter can be exchanged. But we'll do
1: some research on this and get back to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'd like to know if anyone knows anything about this Wanaki, if that's how it's pronounced, vortex or portal, please let us know. Uh, I have heard that there is some question about the legitimacy of this. Other people uh, have said that it is legit. So, all right. Okay, well, that's about all we have time for this evening. And uh, thank you for your emails. Keep them coming. We will catch up on them eventually. If you do need help, again, I would suggest you go to you go to uh, NewEnglandGhosts.com, our main website, and there is NewEnglandGhosts.com/what-to-do.htm. What uh, underline to, underline do.htm. Okay. So, many thanks to our producer, Steve Bianchi, and we'll see you next Monday, June 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, right here on WON 1240 AM and onworldwide.com. Uh, we believe we're going to be doing a show either on the uh, Extreme Paranormal or another open-line show, depending on how many emails are piled up. In the meantime, check our Sunday evening CBS radio show. Uh, on, and we have no time, so I'm going to just end with a quote. Uh, we leave you with a quote from our dear old cousin, Henry David Thoreau, At the same time that we are earnest to explore... Oh, you were our producer was misleading us. We do have a little more time. I'm sorry. A little disorganized here today. In the meantime, tune in to our Sunday evening CBS Radio edition in Boston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Seattle. And online at www.newskyradio.com on June 12th. uh, We will be welcoming back investigative journalist Leslie Kane for the second part of our discussion on UFOs, officials, Go on the record. And
1: okay. you can always get our free podcasts of all our shows along with show schedules and guest information at www.behindtheparanormal.com.
0: Okay, we will end with our quote from Henry David Thoreau. At the same time that we are earnest to explore and learn all things, we require that all things be mysterious and unexplorable.
1: Unquote. And, and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we'll see you next time.